Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Friday, July 29th. Opus. Today's scripture reading, Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10 from Mike's Amplified Version, which reads, So as you put your back into enhancing the beauty of the world, don't let short-term roadblocks and ugly opposition wear you down. Keep going. In its time, you'll see it all come to fruition if you don't let your resolve unravel. So when that window of opportunity is wide open before us, go for it. Work it. Work with might and main to do what benefits everyone, especially what benefits the wide family of believers, our kith and kin. This is God's Word. You work for 30 years because you think that what you do makes a difference. You think it matters to people. But then you wake up one morning and find out, well, no, you've made a little error there. You're expendable. I should be laughing. So said Glenn Holland in the film Mr. Holland's Opus as he contemplates forced retirement from his public school career as the music department is closed due to budget cuts. He didn't even want this job at the start. It was just a gig to make money while he pursued his lifelong dream of composing his own great defining opus. That temporary gig became its own lifelong opus as he ends up, little by little, giving himself, not just to the job, but to all the students passing through that classroom year in and year out. And now he's being shown the door, and he's left with an empty classroom and no opus. Nothing to show for any of it. Nothing to show for a lifetime of investment. No opus, no difference. I think this was Paul's great fear going into this letter of the Galatians. He may not have poured 30 years worth of life into them, but he had labored as if in the pangs of childbirth over them, and had seen such life and possibility born in and among them as a result. And then came those agitators who at one fell swoop cut it all off at the knees and put them back to square one, or perhaps negative square one. I fear for you that somehow I've wasted my efforts on you. Did you suffer and experience so many things for nothing? What has happened to all of your joy? Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? He thought what he had done had made a difference, that what he did had mattered. But then he woke up one morning and found out, no, he made a little error there for nothing, all for nothing. Welcome to ministry. Welcome to the people business. Which is why I think Paul is just as much talking to himself on this closing page of his letter as much as he was to the Galatians or even to us. You sow and you sow and you sow and you sow and what do you have to show for it? It's like the divine vintner in Isaiah chapter 5. He hoed the soil and pulled the weeds and planted the very best vines looking for that vintage yield of grapes. But for all of his pains, he got garbage grapes. Or, as another Hebrew prophet catches it, it's like a woman screaming in birth pangs through protracted labor and then only birthing 
wind. No, Paul says. No, our labor is not in vain. No, what we do when we pour ourselves into others does matter. So as you put your back into enhancing the beauty of the world, don't let short-term roadblocks and ugly opposition wear you down. Keep going. And it's time you'll see it all come to fruition if you don't let your resolve unravel. So when that opportunity, that window of opportunity is wide open before us, go for it. Work it. Work with might and main to do what benefits everyone, especially what benefits the wide family of believers, our kith and kin. We need to hear this text a few times as we raise our kids, as we teach our students, as we disciple our people, as we pour comfort into the downtrodden, as we feed the poor, as we listen to the distressed, as we counsel the desperate, as we show kindness to a panhandler, as we help a random stranger. What we do when we pour into people matters. We just don't usually see it. Close up in the moment, in fact, it's all too often just the shrug of a whatever, or so at least it may seem. But the affirming voice of Jesus remains, echoing over our perceived futility, even if it's just a cup of cold water you give to one of these little ones, you will in no wise lose your reward. What we do when we pour into others matters. In the climactic moment of Mr. Holland's opus, okay, spoilers here, he gets to see and hear and feel the impact of three decades of personal investment in the lives of others, as all those lives are gathered in one auditorium to bear witness to it. It's such a beautiful payoff in the film that most of us will have to wait for heaven's shores to realize, or at our funeral when we're gone. But Glenn Holland gets it here and we need to look for the nuggets of it in the here and now as we go. As captured so movingly in the speech given by what turned out to be one of his premier students, who was only a failing and flailing red-haired girl at the time. Mr. Holland had a profound influence on my life and on a lot of lives I know, but I have a feeling that he considers a great part of his own life misspent. Rumor had it he was always working on this symphony of his, and this was going to make him famous, rich, probably both. But Mr. Holland isn't rich, and he isn't famous, at least not outside of our little town. So it might be easy for him to think himself a failure, but he would be wrong, because I think that he's achieved a success far beyond riches and fame. Look around you. There is not a life in this room that you have not touched, and each of us is a better person because of you. We are your symphony, Mr. Holland. We are the melodies and the notes of your opus. We are the music of your life. What we do when we pour into the lives of others matters, says the pastor to himself. Now I'm just spoiling you. There we go. Now I'm just spoiling you. Just another one-liner today as a follow-up reading. You'll find it in 1 Corinthians 15.58, which reads this way in the message translation. With all this going for us, my dear friends, stand your ground and don't hold back. 
Throw yourselves into the work of the Master, confident that nothing you do for him is a waste of time or effort. Now, just read that about a hundred times today. Superimpose it over each seemingly pointless and tedious moment you spend pouring into or putting up with another human being. What we do when we pour into the lives of others matters. And then pause for a moment of personal reflection in prayer. Contemplate this. Sowing to the Spirit isn't so much about personal improvement projects as it is about pouring into the lives of others. Selah. That means pause in His presence. What will you do with opportunities to pour into others today? In whose life will you find open pages beckoning you to write fresh lines of the melodies and notes of your opus today? Lord, how pointless it all can seem. We sow and we sow and we sow and we sow and we have nothing to show for it. Teach me to wait for it and to keep sowing and watering and watching in the meantime as we wait for the early and latter rain of your empowering presence as the harvest now hidden from our eyes appears, first the green blade, then the full ear, then the full grain in the ear as sower joyfully walks arm in arm with harvester triumphant. Remind me today that what I do when I pour into others matters. And let me pour and pour and pour through your Spirit with, upon, and in us. Amen.